0: Good morning, you guys. I am back with Baron and Kicking Cancer Cares. And last week, we touched on your sister's story, Brenda, and how you guys kind of all got this started. So do you want to give a little recap to our listeners that weren't tuned in last week?
1: Okay. We'll try to do a quick version of (laughs) what we talked about last week. Uh, It was November 2015 when my sister found she had breast cancer. And just... Real briefly, because I think it's so interesting how she found out she got cancer. There's a machine out there, and it's available, and not, not used a lot, but it's available. It's called a thermography machine. Cancer cells are hotter than regular cells, and so this machine detects cells that would be hotter. So, like, instead of blue, it would be red. Right. Her husband was a venture, is a venture capitalist, and, and so he was trying to get some money for this machine, for this guy in this clinic. And so they had gone to L.A. to show this machine. People were a little skeptical about it, you know, it's kind of a new thing, and she says, here, let me show you guys how simple this is, how non-invasive this is. So she sits down, the machine does the scan, and the doctor says, did you know you have cancer? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And she didn't know.
0: Right, right.
1: That's how she found out. Okay. The Thai cancer she has is a a very aggressive, but slow-growing cancer. So chemotherapy was kind of off the table. Right. There's a gentleman at OSU. There's actually a building named after him. His name is Linus Pauling, And he theorized years ago that liquid vitamin C, high doses of liquid vitamin C would kill cancer, which he proved was right. Brenda found that out. <laughs> and so when she had sent me pictures, because I didn't really understand back then, all I saw was a needle. So I, I thought it was the chemotherapy. Right, right. I didn't know. But what they were doing is they were injecting the liquid vitamin C into her system to kill the cancer. So she became cancer at least breast cancer free, but it did jump into her lymphatic system. So she has metastatic breast cancer. Okay. There's a little spot on her hip, a little spot on her lungs, that she battles every day because she keeps moving. And so what we talked about last week was your lymphatic system's kinda of like oil in your car. As long as the car's going, the oil stays viscous. Mm-hmm. If your car sits for a long time it gets more coagulated. Right. Any kind of movement. I mean, literally, if, you, if you're not feeling great, just move to the next block and come back. Yeah. But any movement keeps your lymphatic system moving. And that's how she keeps the cancer from stopping and growing again. Okay. She also found that, that real food has, and it's, you know, it's sad to say real in front of the word food.
0: It is, it is but, <laughs> but I know it, but what you mean. <laughs> there's a lot of
1: food that's not really food. Right. <laughs> but real food has phytonutrients, and phytonutrients fight cancer. And the one I mentioned last week was broccoli has one called sulforaphane, and cancer in general hates sulforaphane. Right. Broccoli florets are a great source of sulforaphane. The sprouts, which you could actually get right here in Salem at Life source, they're, they're just like alfalfa sprouts. Right. And they have 50 times the amount of sulforaphane. That's so crazy. Right? So if you just had a sandwich and you put broccoli sprouts on it instead of lettuce, then you're getting the sulforaphane to fight cancer. Okay. So that's, that's how she was fighting her cancer. And we decided, just for the fun of it, together to do this adventure called a Warrior Dash, mm-hmm. which is a three-mile trail run outside of Canby, and it's got 12 obstacles. I was working at Costco at the time, and my coworkers were what I was doing, and they said, can we do that with you? That sounds like fun. Right? (laughs) And so by the time the day rolled around, we had 42 people that showed up in a really bright pink (laughs) t-shirt to do this for my sister.
0: That's awesome. So
1: that's kind of how it all started.
0: Okay. That was a quick recap. That that was. You did really well with that. I'm (laughs) impressed. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. It took us
1: like 20 minutes last week.
0: (laughs) Okay. So and we're going to continue with her story. Her story didn't just end there, right?
1: That's the crazy thing is it didn't end right there. Because... It, it really, it started out for two people. It's just going to be her and I doing this together. Right. And then my coworkers are with us. So, you know, it, it could have easily ended on May the 18th, or I'm sorry, May the 19th, 2018. That was the day we did the Warrior Dash. Okay. Um, two things happened right afterwards. She flew home, and I called her, and I said, you know, what you're doing to stay alive a lot of my coworkers had to change some lifestyle things. They, they had to eat better. They had to exercise. They had to get ready for this warrior dash. Why don't we share that? Why don't we form a little business and share that information? Right. So the idea was to do some educational seminars. Yeah. And we began planning our first one, which I'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, but then I went to work the next day, and a coworker walked up to me, and she said, You know, it's really cool what you did for your sister, because I just found I have cancer in both breasts. Oh, So she was going to have to get a double mastectomy. Jeez. And a few of us had decided to take on the next thing called a Spartan race. Okay. And anyone can go online and look at the Spartan race is huge internationally, um, but it's a whole lot harder. <laughs> it's still three miles. Right. It's now 20 obstacles. Oh. Um, and one of them, for example, is an 80-pound ball. <laughs> <that> Whoa. You- <laughs> And you pick it up, you carry it 10 yards, and run a flag, and you bring it back. Holy smokes. It's a lot harder. Did you do that? Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. Look at um, you, go? Know? I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so the 42 quickly went down to 12.
0: Right, right.
1: Because that's a lot more training to get ready for. it.
0: Absolutely. Right? That's more of a commitment.
1: A lot more commitment. You had just show up and do it. Right. You know, funny story from the first time we did it the the second the third guy at Costco said he wanted to do it with us like immediately he's like yeah it's all like fun I kept telling him I'm not going to pay for it you just have to sign you have to go on and register right and I kept not oh dude I keep forgetting to register oh uh, two weeks before he finally registered and he goes you know maybe I should exercise <laughs> <laughs> like he was not prepared at all for the Warrior Dash right right so when you get there they give you a time slot when you're supposed to go so that people are staggered right. throughout the course. And because he waited so long to register, he was at like an 11 o'clock start. So it was like at, at 12 o'clock. Okay. And I said, no one's really checking the times. Right. Like, just go with us. We're a group. Mm-hmm. Well, once you finish, there was a beer for you at the end. <laughs> and he goes, dude, there's a beer at the end. I'm going, I'm going now. <laughs> <laughs> so so he went at 11 o'clock.
0: That's funny. Right.
1: Um, and we have a picture of him holding his beer at the end. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> But the commitment to train for the Spartan was a lot harder. Right. And, and so I looked at my friend that had the breast cancer in both, and I said, um, I said, we're going to dedicate this to you. We're going really to cool. train for you.
0: That probably made her feel really special.
1: Yeah. She cried. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> she cried.
0: Just you feel important. You yeah. feel seen.
1: Yeah. In fact, it was uh, two weeks before the race. Was when she had the double mastectomy. Oh wow! So I went down to Salem Hospital and talked oh, to her, right?
0: That's cool. To say, hey,
1: we're ready, and yeah. as rays are gonna be right. Um, and so it was really awesome. And Brenda flew back up again.
0: Oh wow! To do that with us. Oh, that's cool.
1: And from the from the TV interview, which people can go to our website, it's kickingcancer, kicking-cancer.org, and when we hit stories, Brenda's stories on there. And there's a link to that KGW interview that I think you and I watched together. Yep,
0: yep, I clicked on that link.
1: Yep, that so was a pretty cool video. It was a cool video. It was. At the very end of it, it was just a, a happy accident, but they all said, Go team Brenda. Right. So we have coined that phrase.
0: <laughs> and we
1: are now on our 18th Go Team.
0: Oh, wow. That's really cool.
1: So every time we rally around somebody, it's Go Team. It's Go
0: Team. Like Go Team Michael was right? uh, for the Polar Plunge yep. around that time frame, yep. right? So that
1: was Go Team Michael. Okay. So that one was for my coworker at Costco. Um, so I, I thought, I got an idea. Why don't we share this with people? So that was in June. So in July, she flew back up and we formed a not- for profit. Okay. And I've learned there was a difference between a not for profit and a non profit. Um, and the biggest difference is that 501 C three status. But we formed it with two objectives to support people locally who are going through cancer. Right. And to educate people on how to hopefully not get cancer. Yeah. That was the two objectives. Um, and then she flew flipped again in August to do the Spartan race with us. That's so awesome she came back. Oh yeah. And and I and I gotta be honest with you, I, I she probably did better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I still remember the one that was so impressed me was to get the cancer out of, out of her breast, they had to cut through this tissue, mm-hmm. right? And so her left arm isn't quite as strong. Okay. So she trained down there in Arizona to get ready for us. But one of the obstacles is rings. And, oh, and you so, have to, yeah, yeah. And she went through the rings. Really? And you realize that every time you let go with your right hand and you're reaching, that means all your weight's hanging on with your yeah, left hand. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the section that got...
0: Cut. Well you know what it is, right? What is it? It's she's keeping her lymph node system well oiled. Oh, you're listening. She's <laughs> eating all of her vegetables yep. and <laughs> Yep. Um she's probably more healthy than most of us in that way.
1: She is. She That's is and, awesome. And I'll make sure when she comes back this August that she meets you.
0: Yes, please. yes Please.
1: So that was so that was August, and we did the okay. Spartan race. And then she flies home. And I called her, I said so who are we going to support next? <laughs> like, we're, we're on to something. Yeah, here.
0: absolutely. You
1: know, um, we had actually done our first educational seminar the day before that Spartan race. Oh, okay. Um, and that's actually another really cool story. Um, there's a young man that we had met. He graduated from McNary High School. He did the Warrior Dash with us. His name is Casey McAllister. At eight years old, Casey was run over by a semi-truck and lost both of his legs.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. So he's a double amputee. Whoa. He went to McNary High School. He actually wrestled oh, okay. for McNary High School.
0: Oh, that's cool. And he
1: likes doing these races. And so someone said, You should see if Casey wants to do the Warrior Dash with you. Now, I'd never done one. Right. So it all looks scary to me. <laughs> Agreed. And, <you> know? <laughs> and I sat down with Casey and I said, Well, we're going to do this obstacle and this obstacle. And I'd already done some research. And he's not even, man, he's not even blinking an eye. <laughs> He's like, he, I got this. I got this, and I'm like, dude, this looks hard. <laughs> and he goes, hey, it'll be muddy, but it's not going hard. And so, so we did it. And then I thought, well, this guy with no legs has done Spartan races. He had done 25. Spartan oh my races gosh! With no legs.
0: Wow, that's impressive.
1: And I was out of excuses. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I'm yeah. 50, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm 55, but I have legs. Yeah. So why not try? Yeah. And that was kind of my rationale in my head. Yeah. You know? If he
0: can do it, I can do it. Right. And if he's going to do it, I, I, I'm I going to have to do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can at least try. Right,
0: right. Give it your best effort.
1: And so here's this guy with no legs. And here's my sister battling metastatic breast cancer. And so we did a workshop the day before. They both spoke. Um, and really the, the the theme for their workshop was whatever is going on in your life, you can rise above that. Okay. And we I like can, that. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and so we said, here's two survivors of tragic events that are persevering. And they both shared their stories and and he showed and Brenda spoke first and then Casey spoke. And Casey showed a video of what we were gonna do the next day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were probably like, No way.
1: I know. That's why I was thinking in my head. Like I'm like, wait a minute, what did I just sign up for? Because <laughs> I'm watching the videos of the things I'm gonna do the next morning. <laughs> um,
0: okay, here we go. Yeah.
1: So that was our first educational workshop.
0: That's awesome. And the next
1: day we did the sparring. So she flies home and I'm like, I think we're on to something. Yeah. I think I think we can help some people. hmm And so we said, Well, who are we gonna help next? And and so I had heard that the City of Salem was going to do a 5K stride. Okay. Now remember, all of this is prior to COVID. Right. And so the objective was just to come to these various locations throughout town, like Bush Park was one of them and Riverfront Park. And so in October, they were going to do one at Riverfront Park. And the reason I call it a stride is like, bring your dog, bring your stroller, whatever, just come walk. Right. Run, whatever. Movement. Three, <laughs> movement. And 5K is roughly three miles, 3.2 3. Right. miles. Oh, okay. Okay. So it dawned on me that not everybody wants to get muddy. And not everybody wants to get trained as hard as a Spartan race.
0: Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to do that. No.
1: Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> but I did realize that everyone has someone they know that's been affected by cancer.
0: Absolutely. And
1: they can at least walk three miles. Mm-hmm. So we call it a love and run. Okay. Or walk.
0: <laughs> or walk. Or walk. <laughs>
1: um, and so I started to get the word out, like, hey, come join us at this thing the city of Salem's doing and walk for someone that you care about okay when i was talking about that when i was kind of promoting that event um i had gone to the salem chamber and this lady i'd never met her before she comes to me and says you know it's really cool what you're doing um my husband's dying of brain cancer okay um geez yeah That was a shocker.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But it's, you're you're getting out there. Your word's getting out there. You're touching other people that are then turning around and touching others.
1: Yeah. So I looked at her and I said, we're going to do this for him. We're going to do this little love and run, this little 5K stride for your husband. And she said, well, she was a little teary, but she (laughs) she goes, either he'll be there with you the day of, or it will be his memorial. I remember exactly where I was when I got the word he died. Um, I'd gone to Vegas about two weeks beforehand. Um, I'd actually gone out for a little 5K run myself. Mm -hmm. And I was at the turnaround spot to come back. And I get this text from a friend that said Rob had died that morning. So we knew it was going to be this memorial. Right. So we showed up at Riverfront Park. It's the first part of October. And we had 23 people show up. Okay. And they all had that bright pink shirt on again. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we started at the... If you've been to Riverfront Park, there's a statue of fishermen. fisherman. Yep. We started there, and we walked uh, over the walking bridge to West Salem. Okay. And around the softball complex, and then back over the bridge again, back to the globe. Yep. Around the globe and back to the fisherman. That, that was the three-mile loop. Okay. Um, and I was just amazed at who showed up. There was a 72-year-old man with a bad hip.
0: Wow, and he walked and all wife, of that?
1: And he walked the whole okay. thing with a bad hip. But his son had died of blood cancer.
0: So he was walking for a purpose.
1: Walking for a purpose. Yep. Yep. Um, there was a guy kind of stayed all by himself, kind of isolated. And I tried to just walk up and thank him from being there and, you know, why are you here? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy's wife had died about three months earlier. Okay. And so everyone had a reason. Right. That they were there. Uh, and, and so I was just really impressed at what people will do for somebody else.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Right? I think it's easier to do for others than it is for your own self type of thing. Um, like when you're saying to, to walk and oil your machine and everything, um, I need to start doing more for myself. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, I know that as we were training for the Spartan race, I'm not sure I would have trained as hard as I did. Really? If it wasn't for Brenda.
0: Okay. Gave right. you...
1: Gave me, gave me more motivation. Purpose, yeah. Right, um, And one of the guys I was training with, and this is a future story and a future episode, um, but he and I had been friends for years, and he said, yeah, let's do that sport Race together. So he and I would go to Bush Park together, and we would jog. There's a couple spots at Bush Park that are pretty steep, so we did the really steep stuff. Um, he told me later that, you know, Brenda's my sister. He doesn't really have a connection there but his wife worked at a dental office and there was a patient at the dental office that was dying from breast cancer. And so he decided to dedicate his workouts to her. Okay. And every day at the end of the workout, he'd go to the gym or with me or whatever, and he'd just send her a message to say, hey, Jamie, got one more down. That's 12 cool. days to go, 12 yeah. days to go, right? Mm-hmm. And so we all realized that if, if someone else is your motivation, you will push your body a little bit farther than you thought.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I bet that was motivating for her as well. Like, wow, he's doing his workouts for me, dedicating him to me. Like, I, I got to do more for myself as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in fact, one of the most amazing things that happened on that walk is there was um, two sisters and a brother that showed up. One of the sisters had just finished her chemotherapy, so she had a walker. Uh, and she had, she had colon cancer. And one of, the, one of the side effects of chemo is it will cause neuropathy in your feet. So she couldn't feel her feet. That's what the purpose for the walker was. Right. The brother had been in a bad wreck, motorcycle I think, but he had broken his, his leg in numerous places. <laughs> and so he wasn't like a runner at all. Right. And the other sister had some stomach issues. So all three of them had health issues. Collectively, they might have walked six blocks.
0: Okay, not big walkers. Not big
1: walkers. Right. But the sister who wasn't there had died of kidney cancer.
0: So they went and they walked for her.
1: They walked for her. Oh. They walked for Marsha.
0: That's really cool.
1: And I remember um, walking past them several times because obviously they're not really fast. Yeah. <clears throat> In fact, they may have been the last ones to come across the finish line. But they finished, which is impressive. That's all that counts. It's impressive, right? Yeah. Um, and so I had this conversation with them about their motivation what was keeping them going, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Marsha loved birds, loved feathers. And as they started this walk, now for those who know Riverfront Park, you're going to walk west across the walking bridge to West Salem. hmm And in front of them was a little feather. And as they walked, the feather stayed in front of them. Okay. Okay? Then they turned, and now you're going north to get around the softball complex. Right. And the feather stayed in front of them.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Then you turn south... To go back to the bridge. And the feather stayed in front of them.
0: Wow. And I mean, with their medical problems, they probably aren't walking very fast, and this feather's just staying right there with them.
1: They're not creating a current. Right. (laughs) They're not creating a current.
0: That's really cool. That was. Yeah. And then when they
1: came back across the bridge again, now they're headed east, and the feather stayed in front of them.
0: So then it wasn't the wind.
1: I don't see any way the wind was pushing that feather. Right,
0: right. That's you know? really cool.
1: And I've told numerous people, I said, you know what? You believe what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. Whether it was the spirit of their sister or not, it kept them motivated to walk those three miles.
0: That's really cool. And and they finished. Yeah.
1: And and I firmly believe that Marsh was right there with them.
0: Absolutely. P-
1: pushing them along to finish.
0: Giving them, yep. Like, yeah. keep going. Keep, keep pushing going. it. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. And I, awesome.
1: I I shared that story uh, with one of our supporters right after we did it, and she said, "You have got to share these stories. These are amazing stories." So anyone who goes to kicking-cancer.org—that's our website on the home page. There's a link that says newsletters, and all these stories are in the newsletters.
0: Okay. And do you, how often do you put out your newsletters?
1: We do a quarterly newsletter. Okay. So we do one um, for a second, third, fourth quarter. And then in January, we do what we call an honoring issue. So all those stories are third person. Okay. So I, I would tell your story. Right. Right? Then in the summer, we do a survivor issue. So they're all first person. Oh, okay. My name is Barron. This is my story. Yeah. So we do six newsletters a year. And there are so many people in this community you know, when I approach them, some don't want to tell their story. Right. Cancer's part of their life. They don't even think about it ever again. Touchy subject. Uh, touchy subject. <laughs> some of them more touchy than others. <laughs> right. <laughs> but some of them, they like, you know, if, if what I went through can help anybody else, I'm more than happy to share my story. Then it's worth telling. And and so I remember telling Brenda, you know, way back then, I said, what we're doing is actually helping them deal with what they went through. Yeah. Because Brett always said everybody's story helped her as she went through her battle. Mm-hmm. So
0: makes yeah, that, a difference.
1: We read a lot of stories. Yeah. You know what that means? What? You and I have a lot of episodes. We
0: do. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of stories to tell.
1: A lot of stories. And and I mean, there's I don't want to lead into all of our future stories, but there's some amazing people right here in the Salem area and what they've gone through, and you have no idea what your neighbor went through with their cancer journey. Yeah. Um and. We've all lived through two years of COVID. We've all lived through the pandemic. We've all lived through the belief in how scary this disease was. Mm-hmm. What I will tell you is in 2020, 6,850 people in Oregon died from cancer.
0: Oh,
1: wow. Um, I did a little research, and the, the number of people in Oregon that got cancer was just shy of 24,000. Wow. So that's roughly the size of Newburgh. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's brand new. That's brand new cases of cancer. And in 2000, 2020, just over 6,500 people died from cancer.
0: Wow. That's and a, that's just Oregon?
1: That's just Oregon. Jeez. That's about, that's about the size of Staten.
0: Okay. When you put it in cities and stuff. Yeah. Puts it into a bigger perspective, Yeah, I feel like.
1: And um, on a bigger scale... Our goal as an organization is to turn the curve on new cases. And if you could see a graph over the last 14 years, every year the new cases keep climbing. Over the last 14 years, there have been a little over 26 million Americans have gotten cancer. Whoa. Collectively.
0: 26 million.
1: Yeah. But the scarier number is in 2020 alone, 10 million people in the world died from cancer. Wow. Now... Big number. Huge. Put that in perspective. Anyone has been to L.A., as you drive into L.A., they call it the grapevine. If you start counting at the grapevine and stop counting at the Mexico border, they're all dead. Wow. Or Oregon, Washington, and Idaho. That's roughly 10 million people.
0: That's so many people. In one year. In one year. Yeah. Wow.
1: So... You know, our organization really has two objectives. We, we want to support people. We want to, we want to tell their stories. We want to help them at some level. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can go into more and more of the people we've been able to help in this community alone. But if, if an organization doesn't step up and say, let's talk about the problem, not the symptoms. Yes. And it's, it's my belief that the other organizations that are out there are doing a great job but they're dealing with the symptoms mm-hmm. no one's ever talking about the problem right and if we don't stop up with the problem the new cases continue to grow exactly so our goal is to have a 50 percent reduction in new cases that's about 10 that's about a million less new cases okay it's a big goal
0: that is a big goal but that's something to work towards
1: it is and if no one steps up and starts talking about it the new cases just keep popping up and popping up and there's more stories and there's more stories and we got to turn the tide on that. We do. So, and we're excited to keep telling stories with you guys.
0: We are. We are. We are. And so stay tuned in. Do we know, are we going to continue Brenda's story next week or do we have somebody new?
1: Well, we got somebody new for you. Okay. Um, Brenda kind of gets involved in most of these stories. All right. But I've got a fun story to tell you guys here soon. So with that, tune in next week as, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.
0: <laughs> Thanks, guys.